0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pearls and Cucumbers, the podcast. I'm your host, Asha Pearl. And um, yeah, it's been a minute. It's always been a minute. I always I always stress out making this, and then I prolong it, and then I feel some type of way about it, and then I'm like, oh, I'm a failure, but I'm not, because I'm back, and I'm doing it. <laughs> I hope you guys are um, settling really well into... Um, The, you know, sort of winding down of the school year, winding down of like, you know, spring, getting into the summer, the, you know, I don't know what we're calling it this year. It's not, I don't think it's necessarily a hot girl summer, but, or we outside or whatever the case may be. I hope that y'all are prepared for it. I hope that we're, um, you know, collectively happy about, you know, just the new the new season sort of coming into fruition. So the newness and the reopening and the beginning of spring, and then also the, you know, sort of the perpetuate the perpetual forwardness of the seasons and forwardness of, of uh, summer. So um, summer is definitely second favorite. Spring is my all-time favorite because I love just the blooming of the flowers. I love, you know, it feels like a rebirth, um, you know, especially from from winter, and uh, summer just makes me feel happy. And I love the warmth on my skin. I, I, I physically feel myself getting energy from the warmth and the sunlight. And, um, yeah, I hope that y'all are feeling good about that. If you live on the east coast, well, first of all, if you are uh, in Canada. Um, at the time I'm recording this, uh, I, I think the Canada fires are sort of at bay. But if you're in Canada, I'm praying for your uh, you and your loved ones, uh, for the safety of everyone. Um, you know, if you haven't been aware of now, there was uh, Canada fires all across. I, I want to say Ontario, but uh, don't quote me on that. But uh, there was wildfires and uh, that ran rapid. And the smoke, now I'm going to go into praying for you know the people on the east coast including including myself that were just shrouded in a cloud of smoke for um a few days and uh at this point um it's getting a little better it's um you know the the air quality has um the the number has gone down so i think the higher the 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 i i don't even know the index the air Quality index. I mean, I don't even know like how they're measuring that, but you know, air quality super bad. It was like above two fifty at one point, and now we're back down to sixty, which is moderate, which is you know normally what it is. But it was pretty intense there for a while. We were in the it, it, like if y'all had shared pictures or seen pictures or whatever the case may be, or just looked outside, there was uh, some points, especially in New York City, where it was just smoke and then a red sun <laughs> because of the smoke and it looked like some uh you know post apocalyptic uh dystopia like it was just it was it was a harrowing thing to uh to witness but you know we got through it we outside we're here um you know my my coworkers have been making this joke about like you know in 2 months there's going to be um you know, one of those TV lures that it's like if you've inhaled the smoke from the Canadian fires between, you know, June first, twenty twenty three, and you know, whatever, <laughs> um, then then you are subject to some kind of compensation. Blah blah blah. I think all of us are. I mean, think about what happened in Flint. What's continuing to happen in Flint? They still don't have clean water. So you know, <laughs> a little a little uh fear to start off this podcast episode. <laughs> but you know we're still here we're still outside um I I I feel like there's a sense of like uh because it was funny because like a lot of people were like don't go out like you know obviously they were saying don't go outside the the place I work at they were telling us not to take our students outside because of the air quality and I think there was like I, I feel like there was a trauma response across the east coast of like oh no we're in another quarantine because people were like it wasn't like as obviously as strict they weren't like you know this is just for your own safety not for the safety of other people necessarily but they were like uh don't go outside because the air is toxic to breathe in at this point and if you're outside for like an hour i think they said it's equivalent to smoking like six cigarettes um if you're outside breathing the air for an hour so there was like videos of people with their air purifiers on i had an air purifier next to my bed as well as one in the living room and you know and they're small but you know i needed to be like right next to it because it was, it was a little, it was a little thick and I'm not a smoker. So I was like, this is a lot, but, um, but I think a lot of people had like this response of like, no, I don't want to stay inside again. This can't be happening. Cause people wearing masks and things like that. So it was a little, it was a little, it was a little scary. My mom, and my friend both made the joke. My mom came home with a six pack and I was like, oh, you're drinking. And it was like a Wednesday or whatever. She's like, yeah, you know, it might be the end of times. And then my friend texted me, she was like, Jesus is coming. And I was like, y'all, I, <laughs> I was like, I get it. I understand like, you know, the smell of brimstone. Like I, I understand like the the fear, but I think that, um, you know, putting in a perspective, like if you had uh, lived or and like, you know, experienced 9-11 or excuse me, a few years ago, I think I, I wanna say it was in California but I don't, I'm, I it couldn't have been California. It might've been like South Dakota or something, but there was like fires. And then during 9-11, you know, there was like a cloud of smoke, a cloud of smoke that was, uh, I remember that just like floated in the air for like days, um, maybe even weeks, like after the twin towers fell. And then like, when there was a fire, I remember a few years ago I was at the beach and I remember looking at the, the weather and I was like, it says it's sunny. Like, why am I, why is there clouds? And it wasn't clouds, it was just a uh, um just a layer of smoke in the air that covered that like literally was like an overcast of smoke. So it's not uncommon. It's just like this is it's just this is very intense. Now obviously we can go delve into like the, the global warming and the climate change of it all and say, like, well, you know, there was a forest fire because this, that, and the third, and that's why, you know, it's a chain effect. Like everything's a chain effect. I feel like we should be more mindful of like the world. And it was funny because a lot of people were like, Oh my god this is awful like look at new york city i can't even go outside my door and i was like no it's awful like i'm not denouncing the fact like there's homelessness you know running rampant in new york city so like obviously there's a lot of people that are outside being subject to that and they cannot get cover from it so that's scary there's a lot of people that don't have that you know obviously air purifiers like ran out my friend went to go get one ran out but the fire (laughs) was actually in canada and I feel like there was less talk about the fire as than there was about the smoke. Um, so that was that was a that was just an interesting thing to sort of witness. But whatever the case may be, we are, we are moving past it. We've gotten through it. Uh, we've we've overcome and um, we're going to continue to overcome. And uh, I'm just happy y'all are here with me right now. I'm happy to be doing this. I have um I've been sort of working on a bunch of little projects. There was like a huge transition for me from one job to another. And then um, I've been, you know, sort of working on, you know, personally myself and certain growth that I needed to do. And um, I was trying to set up a lot of interviews and then I overwhelmed myself with things that were going on at home. So now I'm in a space where I'm like, okay, I'm able to do this. And, um, I want I want to be as consistent as possible. And I feel like the more I say it, the more I can manifest it and bring it to fruition. I want to be consistent with the podcast. This is out of all the things I've done, out of all my projects I've ever begun, this is one of my favorite things I've ever done. And I wanted to do a podcast since I was like 19. And I'm just so happy that I'm 10 years later, I'm like doing it, you know? <laughs> so real quick recap on last week's episode titled Church is Trauma. Um, last week. (laughs) Funny, right? Um, Last episode, which God knows how long ago that was, (laughs) I talked about um, my church journey, my religious journey, and how that sort of, um, there's like a tug of war between like my spirituality and, and how I grew up and my religion and like sort of the timeline of like how I became Christian, what it means to me to be Christian, how I feel about people's relationship with Christianity and the church and things like that. And um, how, uh, you know, we we can, we can talk about everything as trauma, but like specifically there is like a church related trauma that I associate myself with. And um, it was interesting to sort of like unpack the history of it all, because I, I don't even think that I've been able to talk to, talk to my therapist about that just yet. So um, I can't wait to get there. But um, speaking of therapists, I, when I started the show, um, I was diagnosed um, severe with severe depressive disorder. Um, I think I was very open about like the medication I take and the changes in medicine. But I've always been consistent with Lexapro, which is an antidepressant, and I also have anxiety uh, diagnosed like. Uh, anxious. I don't know. <laughs> this isn't my paperwork. He got anxiety. I was like, word. <laughs> so, um, but there has been a graduation from severe anxiety to uh, moderate anxiety. My, oh, sorry. Oh, damn it. Oh, I messed up the punchline. Severe depression to moderate depression. So <laughs> I, um, you know, I'm in the middle there. Like, I'm not like easygoing. I'm not like chill and happy. Um, but I'm not like, wow, I don't I don't look like in my head doesn't look like New York City a couple of days ago. <laughs> it looks it looks like today where it's partly cloudy. But, you know, I'm getting there. You know what I mean? So it's actually, you know, it puts into perspective like this healing process does something, you know, and even the days like it was funny because I had therapy two days ago. And I was telling I, it was a bad day for me. It was, you know, I also have PMDD. Uh Premenstrual um, d- uh, depressive disorder. And like, I think that's what it is. Um, <laughs> I always say that I'm like, damn, how, what is it actually? But, um, PMDD, if you look it up, a lot of people have like, uh, more recently been diagnosed with it. And it's like, basically like PMS on crack. It's, <laughs> it's just being super, super, super depressed and irritated and up and down and all this stuff. But right before your period, like during that PMS period. So, um, but during, during, you know, the, the right before I gonna say ovulating, it's not ovulating, but it's right before you get your period. It's like the world is ending. So, um, you know, and I felt it particularly a lot, like a few days ago and then I got my period, this money. <laughs> so, and I'm like, and it's funny cause like, I feel like a lot of women really relate to this. Like they see a little bit of blood. They're like, Oh, that's why I was wiling. So, <laughs> so, um, but it was funny cause I was talking to my therapist about how like, Uh, I was having a bad day and I was like particularly like embarrassed to tell him about like how badly of a day I was having. And I was like, you just graduated me from one thing to the other. And then I'm like doing this stuff. And he's like, I don't know why you keep feeling like uh, healing has to be like only upwards. Like healing is a, is a jagged mountain that you have to keep climbing. And um, you know, there's, there's, it waxes and wanes, there's crevices, there's dips, there's dives, there's, you know, um, uh, there's plateaus, there's there's different levels to it. It's not just always like an upward climb. And, you know, that, that uh, a lot of people can think you've regressed, but you know, all the work you put into what you have to do and what you continue to do. And as long as you continue to do the work, um, it works. And I feel like I'm a testament to that. So thank you, Dr. I'm just going to say Dr. Pete, I'm not going to say uh, his whole name because I don't want to put the information out there <laughs> but I uh what I want to get into how, how far are we into this we are 13 wow I've been talking for a minute um this long ass intro but um I just want to do a quick little episode about um, something I saw let me actually look it up um so there's this woman um I'm like I don't want to say her full name because I don't uh I didn't ask her permission to uh, put her information out there, but she does have like a public Instagram. Um, So I'm just going to say I went to high school with this person and they put, um, they, their, uh, let me see. Her Instagram says, um, actress, speaker, cumanita, poeta, senorita, one script, talk, album, until they're, Coenciada. Coencida. Cohen Conocida. Wow. Girl, don't act like you don't be speaking Spanish. Like, so <laughs> um, I'll I'll put her Instagram up because her Instagram is public. And um she is like a mental health public speaker. And she does a lot of poems, a lot of like open mic things. And um, she actually opened for Ruby Core, uh, my favorite poet. Um in i think it was the prudential center or where was it um it was her her world tour she opened for her and i was so upset that i couldn't go but it was just like she she has been something someone i've like admired and followed and just adored for years since i was in high school and we were in one play together in high school because i was a theater nerd and i was always like i'm gonna be just like her when i grow up and um as if she wasn't only like two or three years older than me, <laughs> but um, so she recently came out with this spoken word, it's called um, walk through hell, lived and written by me. If this resonates with you, know you are not alone and someone needs what you have. So I'm just going to play a portion of it um, and then I'll tag her in this, um, but yeah. Different. Okay. I love you. When was the first time you felt different? sixth grade i used to lie to my mother and say i was sick so i wouldn't have to go to school but you were sick so if you didn't hear that clearly because i you know didn't do that right (laughs) she said when was the first time you felt different sixth grade i used to lie to my mother and say i was sick so i wouldn't have to go to school but you were sick um so i saw this she posted this like a few days ago or no literally a day ago when i (laughs) when i saw this she posted this a day ago and i reposted it on my instagram and i it was like one in the morning and i'm sobbing and uh no no like lamar wasn't in bed yet um and, uh, I don't think, I think everyone was asleep and I'm just sitting in bed and I'm sobbing, looking at this and reading this. And she gets into things that I, 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 I don't, so like the thing is like, I, like she knows of me, she knows who I am. I know, I definitely know who she is, she knows, she remembers me from high school. And then like, we've spoken outside of that, but it's not like a continuous thing. And I've even reached out to her and said, like, I admire what you do. Like, I don't know if you know, but I'm also a mental health advocate, um, I have like this mental wellness platform that I'm trying to curate and um, what you do and what you talk about has helped me all throughout my life, all throughout the time I've known you and it continues to do so. And she's a testament to that. It continues to do so. So um, she, she, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when she was pretty young. And she talked about like a manic episode that she had and um, you know, sort of goes into like how, that affected her relationships and then how that sort of stays with her but how it wasn't treated for a while as a ment- uh, as a sickness and how people didn't know how to sort of react to her so first first things first i want to talk about like when's the first time you 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 uh, felt different and I wrote this little piece like on my notes app when I was like sobbing. And I was like, I have to remember this. Um, so I said, recalling a spoken word poem written, performed and lived by said person, a woman I went to high school with with and, and have never stopped admiring who speaks openly about her mental health. Once the first time I felt different. My mom said I was four when we went to a street fair a magician brought a bunch of kids on stage and asked us both to hold our breath. All asked us all to hold our breath. My mom says when everyone else got the joke and let their breath go, I held mine, afraid that I messed up the magician's trick. I don't remember that as much. I remember stomping my feet like a giant in a beanstalk when my mom and brother wouldn't listen to me. I remember them looking at me half with comedy, half with fear. They didn't understand. I didn't understand until I was twenty-six. I knew anxiety was a thing. I knew I was a worry wart. I knew I wanted to go to therapy because that seemed to fix everyone's problems and I just wanted to feel good again or at all. Did I ever feel good without regret? Did I ever have a moment of peace? Do I deserve peace? So (laughs) it's sort of like, um, I'd like to know, um, you know, when I release this and uh, if you guys want to put either uh, in my email, pearlsandcucumbers at gmail.com, um, my DMs, pearls and cucumbers on Instagram or pearls and cukes on Twitter. Um, I want to know how y'all feel wh- when 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 y'all felt different. I would love to know. Like, so for me, um, I don't remember the moment exactly that I felt like something was wrong, or I felt like something was different about me but I do remember feeling for a long time that I was in this show. Um, And sometimes every once in a while, that feeling sort of comes in like a wave and I'm like, whoa, whoa, like this is scary. And it feels very lonely. I remember I've always felt relatively lonely because I didn't think anyone understood, anyone could possibly know exactly how I was feeling. And, you know, like in TV shows. And I think that's the reason why media can be like super scary and not just like, not social media particularly, just like in general, just looking at the, the information that's put out there in a certain way and the way that we perceive things and the way that we take in these stories and this information and then we apply it to our lives, how that can sort of be detrimental to our growth. So when I say I felt very alone, I remember thinking i was in a show i remember thinking okay i am my name is asha i am a black girl that lives in so and so county and so and so state <laughs> and um the world outside of me doesn't continue unless i'm in it now before you go and say wow that's really fucking selfish <laughs> that's really self-centered It wasn't like that. It was more of like a, um, it was, it felt like a Truman Show esque um, way of living. It felt like, um, it felt like there was a plan that was predetermined to, for my downfall before I was even able to understand what that meant. And welcome back. Um, Need to collect my thoughts there. I'm really getting into into these transitions, you feel me? (laughs) So, like I was saying, it felt like there was a plan. It felt like I was on the Truman Show. It felt like... um, it felt like there was people against me. It felt like, you know, I, 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 um, growing up, I always like had my family, my, my immediate family. They, they were like there for me at all times, but there was never like a sense of, it, it was always, we got you and I love you unconditionally, but I never felt that like, I f- wholeheartedly understand what you're going through and you're okay and everything's okay. I didn't get that until I was like, like until like much later. Um, because even and and it's it's not to like blame my family, it's not to blame my friends, it's not to blame the people that you know did um try to understand me. It's it's just um mental health, there's so many just like just like physical health, right? Like there's so many nuances to it. A runny nose, a scratchy throat, itchy eyes, and like I don't know, um, a cough. <laughs> that can be allergies or it can be the beginning of a flu. You have to be diagnosed. There has to be tests run. There has to be things that are done to like understand exactly why these things are happening to you. When it comes to mental health, I can have depressive episodes. I can have manic episodes. I can have um, you know ex- uh, social anxiety. Um, there are a lot of different symptoms that can I can have, like, a, you know, racing thoughts. I could, you know, feel like I can't focus on one thing at a time. There are a lot of nuances. There's a lot of things that can attribute to either, you know, bipolar disorder or um, depression and anxiety, you know. So I, I think uh, just like it's hard to – it, it doesn't th- – there have been more studies or there's been more push – to diagnose a physical ailment than there is to diagnose a mental ailment. So if people don't understand it and there's this constant negative stigma uh, against mental health and mental illnesses, of course I'm going to feel even more alone um, than you know someone who 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 has been able to be nurtured uh, in a certain way, right? And it doesn't necessarily have to do with like a trauma response or, or, or enduring trauma or, um you know, having these experiences that sort of bring on this mental illness. It could just be from birth. It could be something um, that, that you don't even realize that is genetic. Something you don't realize it's passed down to you. It could be something that like, you just think it's okay to live with. Right. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of, like my mom's side of the family, A lot of them live with anxiety and they don't do anything about it. They just call each other worry warts, but that's anxiety. That's something else, right? My dad's side of the family suffers from uh, depression. And a lot of it is just like, oh, I'm just moving on. Oh, I'm just doing this. You know, I'm just getting by. I'm not, you know, I'm a thug. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to keep it moving. But it's like, no, these are things. These are actual ailments. These are actual sicknesses that need to be cared for. And even if you're not, like, a lot of people are, like, very wary about taking medicines, and I, don't, I totally understand that, but that still needs to be taken care of, right? Even um, a holistic doctor will give you something for a physical ailment, right? Um, so so there, 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 there are nuances to it. So the first time I felt different, I remember... Um, like like I said, I don't remember the exact first time, but I remember having this feeling and sort of sharing that with somebody and their response being like, mm, I don't know, I, That that's something else. You're fine. No one's against you. Nothing's happening to you. You know what I mean? This isn't just about you. The world is always here. If a tree falls, does it make a noise? Of course it does because it fell and it's made a noise every other time, you know? Which, you know, and it's it, I, it, whether that person was trying to like hurt my feelings or or uh, didn't understand it and was trying to make me feel better. It didn't make me feel better. <laughs> In fact, it made me feel much, much worse. And um, a part of me was like, oh, um, it, it sort of makes you feel almost gaslighted, even more crazy and 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 different. It's like, OK, well, if this person um, says. You know, there's nothing wrong with me and that I shouldn't feel that way. And then, you know, other people like, you just need to pray on it, you know, just pray on it, give it to Jesus. But not understanding exactly the things that are going through my mind and exactly the feelings that you're feeling, you can sort of dig yourself a deeper hole. You know, i um talking about the the, the girl whose who's, um, spoken word I referenced at the beginning at the top or at the top of the show. Um there was a moment I used to I I still do this actually where I carry around some kind of notebook. I do it less now because um I don't uh because I have my notes app and it's and I'm able to jot down things easier. Um, but I but when I have my book bag or if I have like my baker bag with me, I always have like three notebooks on me, all for different things, like a planner, a notebook, this and the third, right? And I'll always um, write down these like random notes. So like that started in like middle school. Started in middle school, I always had like a note, like an extra notebook that I would just write down, or in the midst of like my my work notebook, I would write down, um, you know, thoughts and everything. So there's one day I was a freshman in high school, and I was in this musical, and the girl I was, you know, talking about uh, that did the spoken word. She picked up my notebook thinking it was her script, and she looked at the back of it. And I wrote something and I don't want to share it cause it could be a little bit of a trigger warning, but, um, it was probably like, um, you know, uh, I, I, I it was at like the height, I'm a freshman in high school. I'm not in a new school cause I have been with these people, but it was at the height of like a pretty bad moment, a pretty bad time in my adolescence, 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 whatever. And, um, she read something that was a little, that was a little dark and her response was, oh, that wasn't for me. And it was very, like, shut the shut the book and, like, kept it moving. And even that moment, and this is, and again, this is someone I admire. I admired them at the time. This is someone I wanted to like me. <laughs> this is someone that even con- I continuously, I'm like, I want to emulate that. Even she didn't know how to feel about this almost cry for help. Because it's very hard to diagnose it's very well it's easier now now that we talk about it we have it in like you know mainstream media it's like a constant thing and you know the way that our social medias are set up we're able to sort of like curate a profile that like gives us um insight and then gives us like specially curated uh information about or you know or just Uh, sound bites or, or, you know, little clips, whatever, curated things that have to do with like, whatever you're looking up. So I look up a lot of like inspirational quotes, I look up a lot of herbalism and a lot of uh, journaling and a lot of like holistic things and a lot of wellness and mental wellness and things like that. And um, so a lot of the stuff I get back is are those things. Um, So like, at this time, I feel like if we were in high school again together, And she saw it. I feel like it would have been a different response, but at the time it was very much like, "Oh, you're crazy! (laughs) Something's wrong with you." And I remember I like regressed even more. I was just like, "Oh my god, no! I don't want to (laughs) feel. I don't want anybody to think I'm weird. That wasn't my friend want to see. Blah blah blah. You know." So uh, it, it's it's funny to sort of, sort of f- come full circle because I it, you know that, that that's a that that instance was, is something that I've thought about a few times that I've uh, you know recalled a few times that I've um, uh, referenced like like mentally mef- mentally noted it when I was like writing things about how like I felt in high school or felt at a certain time in my teens in comparison to how I feel now. So it's funny to reference it again with the actual person that, um, the story has to do with, but, um, but yeah, so I, uh, I feel like I sort of got a little scrambled brain there, but, um, final thoughts. I want again, I uh this uh, I really want to get like interaction from y'all. I really want to understand like how you feel, how you genuinely feel about like mental health diagnosis, right? How do you feel about outreach and help? Um, if you haven't yet, I highly suggest you read my article, um, The Journey of Still Not Knowing on Pearlsandcucumbers.com. I just posted it like a few weeks ago. Cause this sort of like touches on it as well. It's like, how do you sort of like find success in an industry like this? Like, how do you sort of uh, like my, my biggest thing is I want to help people. I do this podcast cause I want to help people and I want to help myself. This actually really, really helps me. How do y'all genuinely feel about like mental health diagnosis? How do you feel about outreach? How do you feel like we can help more? And when is the first time that you can recall that you felt different? I, it, it it hit me so hard when I listened to it the other night and um, this might be a, a part two because I do really want to explore more like my feelings on it um, how I even now continue to feel different even even with like having the courage to sort of be very outspoken like I had I'll be honest I had a panic attack at work the other day um, and I was able to sort of talk about it with my coworkers. like yeah like not like just the way that I can that they can come in and say like oh, um, I was, I, you know, I had a really bad cough and I needed to take the day. I can talk, come in and say, um, mentally I was really doing badly and I just need to take the day. And there is no like judgment. It's like, oh, you were just sad girl. You could have come in. It's, it's very much like, no, you needed to take the day. I'm glad you did. And now you feel better today. And, um, I think there needs, to, there. Uh, I wish there was more of that when I was growing up. I do feel like there is more of that now, but I think there, there needs to be, um, there just needs to be more education on it, right? And yeah, I'm really happy I was able to share this story with y'all today. <laughs>